Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best surfboard, best bowling ball, best ninja stars. I did not write that. Nothing is off limits. Everything is wrong, even when we think they are right. I am your host, Zach Rancourt, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. How you doing, Zachary? I am good. Just running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So a typical yeah. Monday. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I went to Rainier. Uh, it was beautiful. It was a bluebird day. Did a couple hikes up there. Mm-hmm. And, saw that on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, saw. I don't remember what else I did. That's how crazy today has been. I just don't remember what else has happened. Yeah, but. We just went and, uh, uh, Mandy and I just went and saw Hamilton at Paramount. It was I excellent. saw that. That's cool. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm jealous. I'm uh, I'm glad you liked it. Absolutely. But uh, and then I have my other co-host here. I guess he would be the the bread to the peanut butter and the jelly that that is Eric and I. Uh, this is Tom Lockhart, and I'm trying to just picture. So I'm like two separate slices of bread. I mean, sometimes I make a PB and J with one piece of bread if I'm in a pinch, oh. and I fold it like a taco. So that's what you could be. Oh, I'm a taco bread. I like it. Well, not I'm taco foods bread. in one. I'm stuck on whether I'm the peanut butter or the jelly. I have. I don't know which is. What do you think you would be? Peanut butter. I, I don't know. I have no idea. This is going weird places already. Hi, everybody. Oh, we're so glad to have you for this episode. This is this is awesome. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun. You know, I um, I'm a funny guy, as everyone can tell. I'm also mm-hmm. a really trendy guy. Mm-hmm. I like all things that are kind of fashionably smart and radical. However, I am not a fan of trends that make me look like a butthead. And more often than not, those trends are the things I end up latching onto. You got your YOLOs, TikToks, your Yeats, Tamagotchis, Kombucha, and those ice bucket challenges we did back in the day, just to name a few. But what are the amazing fads? The ones that we can look back on and smile and laugh and hug ourselves. Uh, so today we will discuss our top five trends, past or present, that we actually liked. To enhance discussion, we didn't share our list with each other. And as usual, we are by no means experts or historians in said category. We're just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. So let me clarify. Did you guys understand the assignment? Um, and I, I, I'm looking for any trend you really think of. Um, something that's not, you know, we don't want to poo-poo on all the trends, but if it was something that you latched onto for a while and you can look back and be like, that was cool when I wore Janko jeans, yeah. then by all means, put that shit on there. I think when people talk about trends, they typically associate that with fashion and everything else they would refer to as a fad. I sort of figured you meant both. I think I, that's mm-hmm. that's what I figured, right? Okay. Yeah. Then then I'm all set. Perfect. Uh, so mine kind of went in a direction more of the, all of my things, I think, are still current things. Okay. But they started out as trends, but blew up is what I went with. Or at least that's what came came to my mind a lot easier. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't right. surprise me with you, Tom. I mean, you're yeah. you're the guy that's wearing the same clothes that you wore in high school. Uh, for the most part, yeah, pretty Same much. style. So, cool. Well, why don't you start us out, Tom? Well, I'm going to start us off with what we're doing right now, podcasts. <laughs> I remember back when I started to listen to podcasts, back when they were called talk radio. <laughs> uh, when I was 18 years old, most of the my day delivering pizzas at my first job, I listened to talk radio for most of my shift. I've always just enjoyed the format it's great. And after years and years of listening to talk radio, there started to become a thing on the internet called podcasts. And when it started out, it was, it was more just like celebrities who you already kind of knew. And you were like, okay, we got our Adam Carolla's of the world and our Joe sure. Rogan's. And then all of a sudden everyone realized they could make a podcast. It really, you could get a $10 mic and you can do what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I, I suggest getting a better mic than a $10 mic, you know, <laughs> just saying. Because um, we've had some difficult situations with bad mics in our early days. Ugh, those were brutal. Uh, but you, no matter who you are, it has exploded to where you can either find 20 podcasts on a topic that you're into, no matter how crazy it is. 
Or you can start one yourself. Like if you don't like all the ones that are out there, you can go out and make your own podcast and do what we're doing right now. And it doesn't matter if anyone's listening to you as long as you're having fun. I remember when we got together to plan for this podcast, it was me, Zach, and Dylan. And then Monaco happened to be there, like at the brewery. He's not part of the podcast. He just happened to be there and sat down with us. But we had a a beer or two together. And in like an hour, we put together this here podcast. It took no time whatsoever, really. And then we just kind of recorded. And and you can go on for what episode is this for us? Like sixty something, or I I, I have I can go the, uh, I can go find it. Account. I can get on Spotify yeah. right now. That's where, but, that's my uh, platform of choice to listen to. We've sat down for like sixty plus weeks. And just sat down and talked. And I don't care who's listening because I just get to sit down and talk with my friends about dumb shit where I learn about you guys every week just from our top five lists. And it's yeah. great. Uh, I could do this for years without even gaining any listeners. I would like to become <laughs> a millionaire off of this, of course, but yeah. it's not required. <laughs> it'll manifest. Just think it'll, it'll manifest. We're good. You know, and this is also for history. This isn't going anywhere. Actually, um, the episodes are not listed in terms of they're not numbered on Spotify. So I can't really go back and, and see, uh, I'd have to go back and count one by one. I'm just not going to do that, but yeah, no. Um, I wonder if podcast did, I think there's sort of a, a line with terrestrial radio. I think we're seeing a similar thing with streaming services and cable. You see what I mean? Like this, this old, old world media, people are getting away from and they want uh, contextualized content that they like. They love on demand. You know what else is really good with on demand Twitch and YouTube. I can go to a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel and I can go back and see uh, previous episodes anytime I want to, because it's on there. There are Twitch channels and, and YouTube channels that have bigger audiences than some of the smaller bullshit ones. You know what I'm saying? And there are podcasts that are far, far more popular than anything on, on AM radio right now. So uh, sports radio has always been like, that's where good conversation goes to die. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but it's very entertaining. And yeah, we I listen to that all the time or political radio. I'd listen to it all the time, NPR. Um, and now it's on podcast. Uh, it's just a preferable on-demand version of it that I can listen to when, when it's convenient for me. I work a different schedule than you, you know what I'm saying? Or, or from Zach. Uh, I, I prefer podcasts any day of the week and to terrestrial radio. It's an old medium. That's just, it's, it's dying. I can see that. I like podcasts. Yeah. That's why we do one. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy them quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. We had an episode on our top five podcasts. Uh, new listeners go back and check it out. They're pretty, it's a pretty good episode. Heck yeah. Eric, you want to start us with your first one? Yeah, I am going to, uh, I'm actually going to go right into what I just hinted at was cutting the cord uh, is a trend, a, re a fairly recent trend uh, in the last uh, five years or a little bit more. Cutting the cord um, for a long time, and I I'm saying this is somebody who used to work for Comcast. I was tech support and customer service for a long time, and I heard every day the complaints that you have, you guys have had, our listeners have had, I've had, is that oh my god, what the hell am I paying for? <laughs> Why am I paying for 500 channels and I watch three of them? I don't care about Home and Garden TV, even though it's actually a really good network. So it's a bad example. Uh, uh, it, it would work better, I would say, as a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel, honestly, because they have a lot of good content, but they don't have like great 24 hours of programming, which is why they have infomercials all the time. Um, my point is, I always had to explain that the reason that you have to you know, you have all these channels is because if they weren't bundled that way, then those channels would die. Well, let capitalism do its thing. Maybe those channels are supposed to die. If they don't have the content that they're supposed to have, then maybe they're, they're, they, they shouldn't exist. So um, there's a lot of contractual stuff going on. Um, I wish Jordan was on this podcast. He could talk more about it because he's, he's been neck deep in that for a long time. Um, there's a lot of contractual stuff that these channels are still holding on to old world media. Uh, the streaming wars are at their, they're, they're either at their peak or they're dead. It just depends on who you ask, but uh, Hulu, Disney plus 
Netflix, HBO, Max, it's 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 Discovery, Paramount Plus. It's crazy. It's crazy out there right now to try to get that sort of content that you want, but it's better than honest to goodness, it's it's better than paying for even basic cable. Um <laughs> I would tell you that there are some channels that I really, really badly want. And I, I have YouTube TV. That's my version of cutting the cord. Um, I wish that they had root sports. So I, I, so I could watch the Mariners and I could watch the Kraken. I wish they had Pac-12 networks. That would be great. Um, if they could get that, I'd be really, really satisfied. But for what I do watch on it, it's just a much cheaper version than Comcast basic. So I'll pay the big bill for their super blazing fast, crazy, awesome internet that could facilitate the streaming that I'm doing and gaming that I'm doing. Um, I don't want their cable service. I have no use. Their cable service to me is about as useful as their home phone service. I don't need it. I got a cell phone. I, I don't need their cable. So cutting the cord has been, has been gaining in popularity. Um, there's Roku or if I'm saying that right, there's so many things out there. It's been around for a while now. So, uh, do you guys still have a traditional, uh, cable package? Uh, me and Whitney canceled ours about six months ago. Cause we realized everything that we watch on cable is on Hulu. Right. So why, why are we watching or having our cable when we never actually get around to watching it when it's live? We're watching right. it the next day anyway, so we just finally cut the cord. <laughs> uh, with NFL Plus just came out, I am uh, Julio Rodriguez just hit a home run. Yay. Uh, NFL Plus size. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. For me. NFL, uh, <laughs> yeah. NFL Plus is now uh, has like live games with, I think, no blackout restrictions, so that's really cool. Um mm. Does it really not have blackout restrictions? I feel like that's, I feel like that's uh, how they kind of get you for. That's the thing. I have to double check on that. Um, They might have blackout restrictions. That's one of those things that's just should not exist, but that's that I'm not going to get off my soapbox. Um, (laughs) Get off that soapbox. I know (laughs) if, if I could get a sports network that, that could combine all the sports that I ever wanted to watch and none of the other channels. Like I I get my news. Like I, they, they put it on the internet. I could stream it on there for nothing. You know what I mean? So, um, or I, even I could pay for content. That's not that big of a deal. My point is uh, the customers have been demanding a shift in how they deliver content for a long time. And the major corporations have been holding on to the old way for a very long time. And slowly but surely things are trickling into a direction towards streaming and people have been cutting the cord. And so it's still a transitory period. And it's a trend that I have jumped on board and I, I believe in it with all my heart cutting the cord. Yeah. And I think it's gotten a little out of hand at, at times with how much, <clears throat> how many things that you have to, to cut, but then it's like, well, now we have a streaming plus, or we have a plus service for this, or we have a whatever service for this, like discovery channel had their own streaming service, but now it's, it's, you know, going to be meshed with HBO max. Um, so it does get a little out of hand, but I also cut the, cut the cord, cut cable years ago and it's been great. Um, I use a lot of streaming sites, whether they be legal or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I borrow people's logins, but I also share my logins with people too. I mean, I think that's that's honestly how it should be. It's, it's asinine to try to say every person in the world needs to have their own streaming service. It's like, screw that, dude. I'm just watching something. Right. If you're paying um, for all the streaming services, how much money are you really saving at that point? Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. how you get, you know, that's how, that's why you get the pirates and people torrenting stuff and streaming. So, um, if they provided it for a fee, I'd pay the fee. Yeah. If I they agree. provided me the content that I wanted, I'd pay for it. Yeah, I agree. So, um, cool. Okay. Well, right, yeah, yeah. That's my number one. All right. I dig it. Cutting the cord. That's a, that's a good trend to get behind for sure. So I am going to jump to something because you're right. It was hard to think of things that were not uh, were not clothing related because when I think of trends, I'm thinking of fashion trends and mm-hmm. I'm the most fashionable guy in the world. Sure. So uh, one thing that uh, everybody knows is I like beer. I drink beer quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not an alcoholic, but I mean, I just really like beer. Uh, however, a few years ago when I needed an alternative and these things called White Claws came out, I was like, these sound really interesting. But then I had some and I was like, these are awesome. And then more and more kept coming out and more different or, you know, everybody made a hard seltzer basically. 
every company with different flavors and fun additions. I couldn't get enough of them, man. I love hard seltzers. Uh, they are very trendy. It, it is like a sign for for party kids to, to drink and hang out with. Um, but I absolutely love them. I think they're great. If I am out at the beach or paddleboarding or something, yeah, beer is good. But but if you have like two or three beers, it's it's pretty heavy. Um, when you have uh, a couple seltzers, you know, it's like 90 calories a seltzer and it, it's, it tastes a lot more refreshing and light. So I'm a big fan of hard seltzers. I don't drink them all the time, but it, it, they're, they're tasty. They're a trend I can get behind for sure. And I, and I have been, I'm just going to pop in here real quick. I'm, I'm reminded of a tweet that I read earlier. White cloth tastes like you're drinking TV static while someone yells the name of a fruit from another room. That's what people say about that's what people say about LaCroix and stuff, too. And I, I mean, I, I would also say seltzer in general. So, I mean, like LaCroix okay. is, is a trendy thing, but I, I mean, I'm drinking one right now and it's yeah, I like delicious. Mm-hmm. I like LaCroix. But yeah, people I saw a tweet like that a long time ago. It was like LaCroix tastes like static TV. So, um, yeah, okay. I mean, I could see that for sure. Tom, but. do you like White Claws? I have never had a sip of a hard seltzer. Like, I just, I don't buy them and they've never been around where I am and Mm. I'll usually have something else. Um, So yeah, I don't even know what they taste like. I'm not a LaCroix fan. Like, I I don't like the the slight taste that they have. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It has a weird taste to me for those. I don't know how seltzers taste, but I'm sometimes, assuming yeah. similar. <laughs> sometimes I, I, I drink a lot of water. I have no trouble drinking water. I got a huge 32 ounce thing. Like I slam like five of these at work. You know, I drink, I have no problem making my water quotient, uh, quotient every day. No problem at all. Um, but occasionally, you know, you want to have something with a little bit of flavor in it. And that's what a Lorcoy has a little bit of flavor <laughs> and a few bubbles in it. That's what it is. And I'm not a I'm not a soda fan, so it's it's nice to be uh, to have something that, you know, can kind of tickle your fancy a little bit and give a little more flavor. But um, Thomas, let's jump to your number two. Well, actually, my number two is also alcohol um, and it's not going to be surprising, but it's IPAs because there hey. was a time long ago when IPAs were just kind of like there'd be like a couple brands, like two to three of them at stores uh my my time as a drinker started when i was 15 and i started with hard alcohol and mike's hard lemonade (laughs) which is every young man's delicious diet of alcohol Uh, and then and then i moved into more like of the beers that had like fruitiness like i loved pyramids apricot ale Mm -hmm. that was delicious to me i would drink that and then one day I had an IPA and it was love at first sip. Like that was heaven to me, but there were really only a couple that you could have and it started getting more and more trendy. And then all of a sudden the aisle was getting more full with IPAs to where now like half of the beer aisle is IPAs. They're yeah. all there. We got yeah. all brands. We got different fruits in them. We got, you know, doubles, triples, all the hops you need. And it's just like, uh, I, I love IPAs are the reason I've never had a hard seltzer because whenever I go to a place, I always bring my six pack of beer and I bring the beer I like. Cause I know when I'm going places, they probably won't be getting the same thing I like. Uh, because most of my friends either like trash beer or they like lighter beers and don't want to be hit with that, that hoppy flavor all the time. I could drink it for days. Yeah. You but you should both, expand brother. your horizon a little bit, Tom, because a lot of ah. these craft breweries like Rubens are, are, are putting out seltzers and they're actually really good and True. they're a nice change of pace, right? That's the thing is I do expand out, but I just have not expanded past normal beers, your porters and and stouts and all that. I'll try all that. But for some reason, I've just when I'm out for some reason, getting like a seltzer just sounds wrong to me and it shouldn't. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. uh, So I always make a rule of thumb when I go out for beers that I, I, I don't get the same beer twice. Uh, I I always try something new and uh, for the next beer. And sometimes it just, you know, a seltzer really hits the spot. But but yeah, IPAs are good. I definitely 
that's my preferred beer, especially with the hazies and just the different tropical flavors. Um, yeah, hazies are where it's at. That's like one of my favorite. It's like drinking juice. It's it's crazy yeah. sometimes. It doesn't even taste like an IPA. So yeah, I I'm, I'm a huge fan of IPAs. I I'm on your side. So, this is a trend I've hopped on board with too. Absolutely. Hell, and yeah. I had a similar path to you. You know, Mike's hard lemonade, a <laughs> little bit of vodka. Get into Gross. Blue Moon, put in some orange, little orange slices in the Blue Moon. That's the thing is at the time we didn't know it was gross. Yeah, <laughs> it was what it was what we could get as children. Sure, <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And it's just like, uh, and then you're like, wait, wait, there's other stuff. Crazy. Oh, yeah. cool. All right. All right. Well, Eric, what's your number two? Well, we talked about fashion at the top there, and we talked about uh, Tom's fashion hasn't changed since high school. And in a lot of ways, neither is mine. In a lot of ways, neither has any of ours. Um, we talked about this for your birthday, Zach. You had a party where the theme was dressed like you dressed in high school. And it's hilarious because we're all Pacific Northwest bros. And so high school for us was like late 90s and early 2000s. And you know, grunge had come and gone at that point, but it had it. It had its effect. And my trend, I'm just going to go with flannel, flannels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a cheat for us because it's not a trend for us. <laughs> it, it, it isn't even fashion. It's the uniform. It's okay? a way of life. It's the uniform in the Pacific Northwest. It, it it got to be that big trend because of a grunge and it took off and just took over. And people were on that Seattle vibe, right? On that Kurt Cobain vibe and whatever. But much like Portlandia, really, the entire Pacific Northwest is like if Gore had won in 2000 and we're still kind of stuck in the 90s. So it cracks me up that when you had your party dressed like you dressed in high school, we all just basically went to our closets. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a slight difference. Like, I wore, like, okay, like, the bigger, whiter bottom jeans. I had to get, I couldn't get Jenkos because they're they're back, but they're, like, 200 bucks a pair. I'm not doing that. Uh, so I got the cheaper version of it. I don't wear that anymore, you know, where you'd step on a bunch, it would drag in the rain, so the bottom of your jeans were all soaked up, and, like, the bottom thread would break off, so it'd just be trailing behind you, like a foot, two feet of thread just dragging behind you. yeah. We were so cool. <laughs> the coolest. The yeah, I, st- coolest. I still wear a lot of flannel. I like I like just throwing one on. Um, I have thick flannel. I have uh, medium thick yeah. flannel and I have very light flannel. So I have ones that I could maybe dress up a little bit. And I have ones that are are strictly like, you know, throw over a camping T-shirt or something like yeah. that. But yeah, it's uh, they're they're one of the ultimates, man. I still right. rock the shit out of flannel. You go, you go hiking like you do. You get up there in altitude a little bit. It's a good thirty degrees colder than it is when you took off. And if you're taking off on like a spring day, it's sixty degrees. It's forties up there at the top. So a nice flannel could be perfect, perfect for up there. Yeah, exactly. I, I bring one. I always pack one in my bag just in case. You bet. Well, cool. quick and easy one for me, man. Flannel. I like it. I like flannel. Uh, I wear it all the time. And there we go. So Mm -hmm. I will go to my number two. Um, This is something that I have had for five years. In fact, mine just broke not too long ago. So I had to buy a new one. But uh, the past couple of years, because of the pandemic, pretty much, and everyone wanted to get outside, these got really, really popular. And I am talking about uh, inflatable paddle boards or just paddle boards in general. But the stand up paddle boards are where it's at. I have had mine for five years and recently RIP it ripped and it popped and I had to buy a new one. But five years of use out of that bad boy, it was I took it out about 25 times a year. So we're talking 125 times. It, it was bound to happen. Uh, great board. I will I will buy aisles from here on out. And that's what I did. I replaced it. I have a new board. Um, I took it out uh, today and it was great. Right. Got to soak up the sun while you can. It is a trend that has been occurring, especially around Seattle, where everyone and their mother has a paddleboard. Now, Costco, it's so funny because Costco has a a uh, paddleboard and uh, it's a body glove. It, uh, I think it's like $300 or $400. Um, it's a very standard one. But everywhere we go, like we were out in Leavenworth floating the river the other weekend, there were so many body glove boards. It was so funny because it's like the, I mean, talk about trends. That's the trendy board because it's a Costco specialist. So you just know when you see people are like, oh, yeah, body glove performer 11. I got it. So 
it's um they're great i highly recommend everyone should get one they are uh, compact for the most part you can um, mm. they're portable you can stash them and they pump up pretty easily so at, yeah. As I continue my weight loss journey and I get my uh, balance a little bit better, I might go ahead and take you up on that. Uh, Mandy, actually, when we did our uh, trip down to the Grand Canyon, we paddled down the Colorado River for nine days. Um, one of the guides had a inflatable uh, stand-up uh, paddleboard with him. Cool. And that was the first time Mandy ever did it, and she instantly fell in love with it. Yeah, instantly. She, so she, they're not the two. She has two now. They're not inflatable. They're the full on boards. Yeah. Uh, but they she she loves it in the summertime. Get out there on the lake. It's just perfect with me. I'm just like, I'm kind of <laughs> top heavy and <laughs> I don't have the, the balance that I don't. Uh, this is terrifying. I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> I have to sit down. So You'll actually, the water is get it one of these days. The water's terrifying anyway. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, uh, they are. They are great. And, and they are a trend I, I got behind. So nice. Thomas, what's your number three? My number three is something that I have been doing for now 14 years. And I know that you two have been, too, because it's getting close to draft time. Mm-hmm. And that is fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've. Fantasy football is a cruel, cruel mistress that we all <laughs> hate and love. Um, it's, we all joined a league back in, I believe it was 2009. I was just looking it up. Um, and we've been in a league with the, I think eight of the players in our 12 team league have been in since day one of fantasy football. We have all been there and we've just kept the group together for the most part. There's people who have come and gone and some people who have come back to the league and, it's just a great way to have fun with friends. Uh, all of that, it's fake football stuff, is dumb. It's just like you know. any other game. It takes way more strategy than you think it does. Mm-hmm. And I know that as a person who in our Yahoo League has never won a championship, which is the most <laughs> annoying thing in my life. Don't even get um, me started on that shit. My four rings are sitting up here on the shelf behind me, right about here. If you can see <laughs> my four rings like are... You. Yeah, I know you don't. Yeah, because uh, uh, three, you know, two of those were against me in the finals. Oh, yep. Yay. Yep. Oh, oh boy. boy. Okay. I hate you. Uh, but there used to be a day when fantasy football wasn't on ESPN and Yahoo, like on their main page. It used to be just a bunch of guys sitting in a basement looking at stats and picking players. And I do not envy – well, I do – like – the like a commissioner back in the day yeah. had to sit down and he had to keep track of transactions and just stats and injuries for all of the people in his league and yeah. have to be putting people in and out of people's lineups. I don't even want to think about before the internet being a commissioner no. of a football league. Like, oh, you had to mail out, been... mail out people's scores and everything no. like that. Uh, yeah, that... it must have been the worst. Oh. We were talking about 30 for 30 on a previous episode. Have you seen the episode Silly Little Game? No, but I should go. I, I, I've heard 100%. about it and I should. <laughs> Should once we're done, watch it. It's not that okay. long of a, of a, of, a, of a, it's only like an hour. It's so good, and it tells about what these people had to do, what he did. He had like a weekly newsletter where he crunched the numbers on a spreadsheet and emailed it out or whatever. Like that's how he had to do it. Um, it, it you're right. It's ins- as a fellow commissioner, uh, it's a lot, and we beat ourselves up every year. And you're talking about there's a lot more strategy to it than you think. There's also a lot more luck to it than you think, too. Well, yes. <laughs> because I'm not any better than any uh, than really anybody in the league, and yet I was in the championship six years in a row, and I won four years in a, uh, in a row of those, and I haven't been back in like five or six years. Uh, I haven't even come close. I don't even think I made the playoffs except for like once in the last four years. I, my strategy hasn't changed. My knowledge of the game, I don't know. Maybe I'm not obsessing about it as much. Maybe I need to obsess about it more. Do I need to obsess about it more? Am my parent, you're paranoid. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's it's just it's 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 bogus, man. It's just one of those things that like don't even get me started about last year. You know, it, it, <laughs> you play you play your matchups, and they can go any way. A guy who doesn't have any points all season could just go off one game, and it's 
Sure. It's so random. And, and, and you can sit back and try to Monday morning quarterback and say, oh, I, I had the, the skill and the, and the know how to to play this person at the right time. And I'm like, no, that's bullshit. So there's there's a lot, a lot behind it. And, and I would probably say 85 percent of it is luck. But I still love fantasy football. I mean, it's fun. It's fun getting together. And the only reason we've been doing this for like 14 years, I, the only reason I still play is because we've been doing this for 14 years. So. Yeah. And it's like, if I, if we didn't have fantasy football, there's a lot of people in our league that I just would never see again. Like once, like we didn't work at the same place. I just would have never seen Corey again. Cause it's just like, right. Or Andrew, I just don't hang out with them. Yeah. And, but this keeps us together as a group that kind of loves each other and kind of hates each other. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about all that, but yeah. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Eric, what's your number three? Well, my number three is uh, I'm sticking with fashion and I want to kind of bring you guys in on this one. Uh, it's more of a, it's, it's, it's additional question to you guys. It's not a fashion for men. It was a fashion for uh, the ladies. Like when we were in middle school and high school, one, a fashion that I loved. I don't know what it is, but it still has an effect on me. Somewhere in the nineties chokers were like a really <laughs> big thing and it had an effect on me boys i am just i am admitting it i've 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 told mandy about it she has squirreled that information away and she <laughs> will wield that dagger when she <laughs> when she wants to it, it's a fantastic so i don't know where that came from probably from a movie or a tv show i don't know when it, when it, whatever starts these trends especially fashion trends i don't know where they come from but i'm not trendy like zach uh but chokers uh for for especially like girls in middle school and high school, I, I don't know how many women were rolling around with chokers. Maybe in their twenties, but uh, it was a big fashion trend back in the nineties. Chokers. So I would ask uh, if you have memories of that, or if that had the same effect on you, or was there something else that had an effect like that on you? Uh, Start with um, Tom. I didn't. Oh, Tom, go ahead. Um, He's having a reaction. I. I... Well, I I never even noticed chokers. I didn't realize it was a thing until I saw lists in the future that were like, look at these trends. And I was like, I don't even remember like chokers on anyone. Maybe I I'm but again, I go through the world oblivious for the most part. (laughs) So it's very understandable that I wouldn't notice things because that's how I am. So, yeah, I don't I can't even think if I had something like that. Okay. I I think I liked low rise jeans quite a bit. Um, that was my my thing uh, for girls. I was like, yeah, low rise jeans when I was growing up. Um, I don't know. I don't. You know, I, mid, rem- I definitely remember. Were also really popular. What were midriff shirts were really popular. Mm-hmm. Tube, there, I remember tube tops. Yeah, teachers uh, would get really pissed off about it. Hey, you show intimate, like you know. Yeah, chokers. I I, I don't know. I wasn't super into but uh yeah you do you boo i i, I get it <laughs> okay well Sweet. that's what i got it's just quick and easy one chokers they 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 work on me <laughs> they work something mighty to, proper to the, on you yeah yep, you got it so it's in there it's in the dna i don't know why <laughs> who knows well, these I, things. I will transition then to clothing um and i will follow suit uh, like you no pun intended but uh one thing that i got behind uh well when i was growing up and even looking at my old photos of things even until probably like my um, early 20s. So maybe 21, 22, 23. I, I was wearing decently baggy stuff, uh, not really form fitting, just kind of going and buying Levi's and le- nothing wrong with Levi's. It's a good jean. It's just that I wasn't I knew I could do more. And so I dated a gal who was actually pretty fashionista at the time. So it was pretty nice. But she helped me and um, I started wearing more form fitting clothing. So or more slim fit looks and uh, slim fit became one of those styles. There was also skinny fit and skinny jeans. I could never get into that. But the slim look is something that I've stuck with. Um, I'm wearing shorts right now that are a lot shorter than what I would have used to wear. And they are way more form fitting to where it's like if I kick my leg up, my thigh is showing the entire way or something. So it's, it just, it fits better for me. My, my sweatshirts, I like them to be 
somewhat form-fitting. I don't want them to be overly baggy and just look unkempt, but it just looks crisp and clean. All my suits, same thing. They need to be slim fit. They need to look like they're tailored. And it's just a clean look. And especially if you can kind of, um, you know, show your body a little bit. And I'm not sitting here saying I have an amazing body. I just... I think as you, I will. you do. as you get kind of things, as you get kind of uh, older and you, you realize you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of look good like this. Uh, taking care of yourself and, and, and fitting, wearing clothes that actually fit is just pretty proper. So slim fit, slim fit clothing is one of the trends that will never die for me. I'm not going back to baggy, baby. Uh, I just need the body to have the slim fit. <laughs> P90X. I, I would be all on board once I have the body. I have taken the last two days off. I need to get back on it um, for my P90X journey. Uh, but I dream of the slim fit clothing. Oh. You'll get it. I'll get worried. there too. I'll get there too. I know both of you guys really, will do it. We're going to be really good looking next year, you guys. Yeah. We should go swimming together. Ooh, there we go. Okay. I don't know why I'm swimming now. I don't even yeah. need good body to go swimming. That's true. I Actually, love swimming. I'm, <laughs> I'm super buoyant as a big guy. I like can't <laughs> sink. But like the last time I'd lost weight and I went swimming, I sank like or I like couldn't swim. I'm like, I forgot how. I it was a weird thing. So okay. <laughs> it's not just floating around. No, it's you not. You have it's to total... use your muscles. <laughs> exactly. It's it's a it's a thing. So okay. Uh, Thomas, yeah. let's get your fourth one. So my fourth one is cooking shows. Cooking mm-hmm. shows used to just be used to just be on a channel. There was a channel and it had cooking shows. Now cooking shows are everywhere and I love cooking shows. And you could go all over the place if you're watching, you know, MasterChef or Hell's Kitchen or anything else without Gordon Ramsay. Sure. Uh, chef's Chef's Table on Netflix is amazing to go and see like people who are the best in the world at what they do and learning about their stories. Uh, uh, Somebody feed Phil is a great show. Um, But yeah, just cooking shows just exploded into, you could just have a cooking show on everything. And I am all for it. Uh, This, what the new one that I think we talked about or mentioned it on the last podcast, the street foods one. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. And that's all I got. <laughs> that is just, I love cooking shows and yeah. I can watch people cook for days and days and just seeing like what you can do in the kitchen. And all that came because of my wife, because before that, before my wife, I could make like three things <laughs> and I didn't watch any cooking shows. And then she introduced me to master chef and it's just been a rocket of watching all the cooking shows since then well you bring up a really good point because uh we talked i talked a little bit before about cutting the cord do you have any idea how many quality cooking uh videos there are out there on youtube and channels just dedicated to that um cook uh, binging with babish is one of my favorites uh the cowboy kent rollins another one's really good there's like old timey ones out there i'm a history nerd so i like seeing stuff like people are trying to recreate dishes from like the 18th century i'm fascinated by that stuff man uh cooking shows out there they're interesting you're and you're right seeing somebody when you're talking about cooking shows specifically what you're describing anytime you get to see somebody who is a master of their craft perform their craft is something to behold. It's really something interesting. I enjoy that immensely. So, uh, and yeah, that that's definitely a trend that's picked up. I appreciate you mentioning that. That's a good one. Which actually that reminds me because uh, Christina Tosi, she was a judge on uh, on MasterChef. And that's where I learned about Milk Bar, which is the place that makes cereal ice cream. And I just found out yesterday mm-hmm. that they are opening a Milk Bar in Bellevue. And mm-hmm. I am super pumped for it. Sweet. Oh, buddy. Oh, let's, that's let's make it. Let's make a date out of it. Let's do that. Yes, please. Absolutely. Which also, by the way, me and my wife went to uh, Salt and Straw and I tried the... Uh, the carrot cake ice cream mm-hmm. and it was good, but I was expecting more carrot cake. It, it was yeah. mostly just like cinnamony, whatever too cinnamon. I also tried the, uh, the fennel, uh, fennel and maple, yeah. Yeah. which was delicious because I love black licorice and it had that Ew. black licorice deliciousness. Pass. Oh, so Did you good. try the spinach and chocolate cake? One? Uh, n- 
No, but I did try the corn and uh, koja cheese. Kotiha cheese? Kotiha, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. It tastes <laughs> it just, like a yeah. cold a cold tortilla chip. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was was just, okay. it was okay. It was weird, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would have put salsa on it, and that would have been better. So <laughs> Cool. Yeah, okay, I, I, I dig it. Yeah, cooking shows are great. I have watched a lot of YouTube ones. Epic Meal Time and stuff like that have been really fun. Mm-hmm. I have just various when I was vegetarian, I found some really awesome YouTube chefs who made really quick vegetarian meals. And I'm like, these are great. So, I've had cool. to look up that a lot because it's a totally alien thing to me. We talked last week about plant based uh, foods and things like that. It's totally alien concept to me. I've had. Yeah, to really. It's neat, though. They, it there's, is. There's a lot of uh, a lot of ingenuity out there. So. Yeah. Like I said, lentils um, and quinoa are real versatile. Exactly. And uh, what else is versatile is your number four. <laughs> actually this one's super not um no. do you remember seeing <laughs> you remember seeing uh old photographs like of your parents when they were in high school and seeing like how their hair looked and their clothes and things like that and you go wow what a bunch of dorks right look at this photograph yeah exactly <laughs> um sometimes yeah I, I don't know if there's any trends that you were part of that you're embarrassed by now I was a part of one and I'm not embarrassed at all. Cause I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> let me see if you, um, hi, my name is, hi. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I bleached my hair. Hell yeah, I did. I absolutely <laughs> bleached my hair. Uh, one time. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, there's still pictures around here somewhere. Uh, yeah, it was a short spiky blonde, uh, uh, blah, like, Oh, not quite platinum blonde, but blonde hair. Um, yeah, he, he, he just took over man when eminem he exploded onto the scene what 99 um and he just set the world on fire he we'd never heard or seen anyone like him and he was distinctive and he really spoke out to us angry white kids he's (laughs) talking you know uh there was definitely a relatability there and um yeah we jumped all over it and it it it, it was funny because in sync was really big at the time too. And Justin Timberlake yeah. was blonde. So it was like, which one are you sort of emulating? There was your JT fans and there was your Eminem folks. So, uh, dudes bleaching their hair blonde was a big, big thing at the time. And I took part in it and, uh, it was the only time I've ever dyed my hair. Um, to- weird process, man. But, uh, I, 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 I had to go through that whole awkward phase of like letting it grow back out. And then you just got the roots and that's sort of like frosted tips, but not really. Um, I, uh, I don't know if you guys had any sort of fashion trend that you took a part in that you're now embarrassed by, or if there's old photographs that you're embarrassed by, uh, I'm not, I stand by that hundred percent. I did it. Damn it. I lived while I'm alive. Anybody got a problem with it? Bite me. <laughs> Well, I went in the totally opposite direction and went with shoulder length black hair, which I am not embarrassed with at all. I show Mm -hmm. everyone my old driver's license if they haven't seen it. It's it's great to show when you're drinking and and somebody – I remember once I was out with Whitney and I got a text message from – from either Gordy or Vicky. And it was just like, hey, can you send a picture of your old ID real quick? And it's just like – Okay, and I Not send it, and, and and off it goes. And then all I hear the next time I go over there is how just like people were going crazy, people who yeah. knew me, and just like seeing me in high school with my shoulder length hair, my six inch goatee. And I just, was there. I was there that <laughs> yeah. day. I was at Gordy's house when he when he sent that text. It was one of us who sent it out to you because uh, we were yeah. talking about. It. I think I brought it up. I'm like, oh yeah, he was like, and 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 Jordan backed me up. It's like, oh yeah, he was like like totally into that scene man it was awesome no way oh yeah tom yes a hundred percent it was rad he has proof on him 24 <laughs> 7 how soon oh, uh into dating whitney did you show her um it was actually probably within like the first couple months like i pff, i'll show everyone that nice. especially because i can show them and be like this is what i was sure this can meet parents Right. What what I have now. (laughs) But but I I think the the, the distinct difference there, Tom, is that was also part of like your internal DNA and who who you are. Whereas I, mine was far more shallow. (laughs) Mine was way more shallow. Anyway, Zach, what about you? I just didn't like getting haircuts. (laughs) Sure. Fair enough. So I definitely had, uh, yeah, I definitely had bleached, um, bleached hair. It was... 
went through the process, you put that cap on, pull the hair out, and you spread yeah. the, the the bleach all over it, burns the shit out of your scalp for Fuck yeah, it does. like twenty minutes and it was the style. I, I had a hairstylist, uh or hairstylist, yeah, I mean I guess you call it. She would uh cut our hair all the time and when she, whenever she moved around to different salons, we'd follow her or we'd just do go to her house for haircuts and she had my hair for a good like 12 years and I, I bleached my hair all the damn time when I was a kid. It was something I just loved to do. And I had my little bowl cut, my penis haircut with uh, bleach blonde hair. So Eminem was one of my favorites, still is. So I dig you it. You bet. Good trend. Thanks, like man. It. What about your number four? So my number four is uh, something that I think we all are probably fans of unless you're just outright angry at it. But I mean, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm doing it on a MacBook while my Apple watch sits on my wrist and my iPhone sits over here that actually has the list for these uh, for for this list, I should say. And uh, I'm talking about Apple products. They there is a quote unquote cult that people consider with Apple products. Um, There are certain folks who are like, no, Apple sucks. Get Android, blah, 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 blah. I get it. That's fine. Apple's late to the party for certain things, but they do a very good job aesthetically making it user friendly and uh, just connecting the the Apple world. So when you have an iPhone, it can send messages to your MacBook and then that will then alert your, your Apple watch. And then I'm like, hey, you know, Siri, turn on the TV and it'll turn on my my Apple TV. So this whole uh, connectivity is is big to me. And I am a big fan of Apple. That's a reason why I've had uh, an iPhone since fucking three, since the mm-hmm. iPhone three in college. So I've been using it for about 12 years. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a fanboy. I, uh, I I drank that Kool-Aid a long time ago. And there's a reason why I'm still still on that trend. OK, um, I. I was very close. To, I had an iTunes account uh, at one point and I was thinking about getting a Mac and, and, and falling into that. But then I realized um, I, at the time, I don't know how it is now, but at the time it's like you have to pretty much go all in with Apple, Apple products the whole way across the board in order to make it work because it didn't have a lot of class cross platform portability on stuff. They still have a problem with it in some respects. I've got an iTunes account with a bunch of stuff on there and I can't like access anymore because I don't have ac- you know, I don't have it. Um, and that's that's a bit of a bummer. Um, so once I realized that I, I had to pick I felt like I had to pick a side and I did not pick Apple. Yeah. But if you I like also it, you like did it. not pick Apple. Uh, I had I know I had an iPhone probably like around iPhone four or five. So I got that one, but that was the only time I had an iPhone. Um, I do, I would like an Apple watch just for, you know, tracking, uh, working out and stuff like that. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, ah, but then I, I would want to get an Apple phone and I already don't use my iPad at all. I use my iPad like twice a year. Um, yeah, so. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) it's tough. You, you, You know, once you, once you get into the Apple uh, atmosphere, you have to kind of keep going more and more uh, into it. So I've just I've stuck with it. I absolutely love it. Um, I haven't been let down necessarily. I've used Android devices before. Not a huge fan. Um, there are I mean, obviously, there are pros and cons, you know, like some pixels have way better cameras than than iPhones. But then I have also had iPhones that have way better cameras than than galaxies or than other pixels or uh, one pluses or whatever it may be. But I am just an Apple fanboy through and through. Fair enough, man. If you if that's your thing, then you yeah. owe nobody. You owe no apologies, sir. Oh, I, no apologies, Allison James. Um, so, Tom, <laughs> let's get your fifth one to finish it out. Uh, my fifth one is everyone learned a hobby during COVID. It was yeah. a big thing during COVID that people just started l- learning to do new things, whether it was making bread or making pizza and ice cream like I don't know some people did uh and yeah, yeah sourdough, it was, it, sourdough starters <laughs> yeah everyone learning how to do sourdough it seemed like I went with ice cream and pizza because those are better um but it also kind of led to me sharing those things with friends because before I used to go over to my friend's house and just bring my six pack of beer 
drink like four of my beers and leave two and think, I just left two beers for Gordy. I'm such a good friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After eating an entire meal that he cooked for, you know, five to ten people, I left two beers for him. I'm the greatest friend in the world. Uh, but then going over to your friend's house and like making pizza for everyone is just a great feeling that you're actually contributing to this group, this community, and actually like, hey, I'm not just a, a guy who's mooching off of everyone and just coming over to watch the game and then leave afterwards. So I think that it, it was a great thing that everyone learned something. Did you guys learn anything during the pandemic, I- like hobby-wise? I didn't learn a skill that I could share with others other than running my big damn mouth and typing my opinions on the internet, which is pretty much what I was doing (laughs) anyway. Uh, But I got to go through my reading list that had been miles long forever. I just read pretty much all the books, basically all of them, everything from, uh, from ancient Greece through the Roman times through uh, old olden Europe and and Beowulf and all all the way on through the the, the Middle Ages and uh, through Shakespeare up through the forming of the novel as as the written form through the uh, 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 you know Dickens and uh, uh, all that stuff and uh, Jane Eyre and all the way to the modern day. So I tried to I read a lot of books, a ton of them. So that's what I did. I didn't create it like a useful skill. I just got a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I picked up running. Um, I, I mean, I know how to run. I just never really liked it. And uh, until the pandemic when I was forced to because the gyms were closed. So I picked it up and just started going. And now I enjoy it. I'm not a marathoner, nor am I a distance runner. But I mean, my sweet spot's about a 5K. So about 3.1, 3.2 miles. Um, I can go further than that, of course, but it just uh, it works for me. And so, um, yeah, I, I enjoy running quite a bit. There's a nice. book I got. Uh, are you familiar with the oatmeal, the uh, online comic, the oatmeal? Probably shared it on Facebook a few times. Uh, I know the oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Uh, he wrote a book. He's a runner. He wrote a book about the uh, like the terrible and awesome reasons we run or whatever. Uh, I really recommend you pick that book up. It is hysterical. Um, I can even lend you a copy of mine. Uh, it's it really motivates me to want to run. One of the reasons I would love to trim down is because I'd like to pick it up. I'd like to to run. It's a skill I never acquired. I even when I was in the army, I just I did it because they made me. I yeah. didn't want, I didn't want to run. That's terrible. This is the worst. Uh, some people they get that runner's high. I I. I don't think I've ever had that. I've always felt like, oh, that was awful. I hope I never have to do that again. Yeah. Do uh, you get the pretty runner's nice. high? Yeah, it's pretty nice. Okay. So you'll get it. I believe in you. That makes one of us. Yeah. But I do believe in your number five, whatever that may be. Okay. Well, my number five, uh, it, and we've talked about this. I've talked about this on a previous episode. Uh, MMORPGs no, is something course. that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that was a massive trend that I took apart in that, um, really took over my life for a long time. Um, it didn't exist when we were kids, when we were little kids, but it, boy, it sure did later on, right about the time, uh, Eminem came onto the scene, basically actually Ultima came out mm-hmm. in, I think 97 and yeah, then, 97. Yeah. And then EverQuest came out in 99, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then, and that blew up. That was huge. That was big. But then World of Warcraft came out a few years later and that was gargantuan. That uh, really set the scene. Um, it really took over gaming and sort of br- it brought that sort of RPG style to the mainstream. Um, and for any non-shooting game to do that, that's pretty incredible because n- shooting games have been popular since, you know, Duck Hunt. Okay, <laughs> they've always been popular, and then Call of Duty just took took it over. And obviously, there's all kinds of different shooting games out there. But basically, there were for a while there, there were two different kinds of gamers: shooting gamers and people who played MMORPGs. Um, a few of us were crossovers and whatever. But um, I played Final Fantasy XI. I played EverQuest 2, I played World of Warcraft, I played these things, I played a little bit of Lord of the Rings Online, I played a little bit of Elder Scrolls Online when it came out, I never got hooked into it as much as I thought I was going to, uh, because it, develop- it it gives this great 
open world for you to go explore, for you to take a part in, for you to lose yourself in. And I enjoy that sort of immersive content, even though it's a video game and it's cartoony, I, I enjoy escaping into other worlds. It's one of the reasons I enjoy reading novels. I enjoy uh, escaping into other worlds and feeling like I'm a part of what's going on. That's why I prefer reading and gaming to watching TV because TV, I'm just a, a, you know, I'm just witnessing what's going on. I'd like to be a participant, right? Uh, reading helps me feel like a participant in gaming. Absolutely. Um, and there's a little bit of a mental break on there that I think some of the older timers, older gamers and older, you know, the parents, whatever, didn't quite understand that MMO, you know, you're, this isn't a game that you can pause <laughs> uh, and what you say online or whatever have you, this is actually having an effect on a person. You have to coordinate and cooperate with people in order to achieve a goal uh, or a douchebag could ruin your whole day right um leroy was, jenkins yeah there you <laughs> go <Leroy laughs> jenkins there uh it, it's in a totally different style of gaming uh and it allows it allows people to get a sense of achievement in a way a structured way to gain achievement and a sense of accomplishment that maybe they're missing in their lives um so in that sense there's also a danger uh you can overdo it um but it, it's still a lot of fun and it gives you something to work towards uh, goals to build towards. And uh, you can have a lot of fun with it. The reason I got out of it is because I enjoyed the journey aspect of it. I liked grinding for levels. I liked questing. I liked exploring this big, beautiful world that uh, of Azeroth or whatever have you. Whereas the game seemed to be like, no, hurry up a level, hurry up a level, hurry up, max, 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 max. You got to grind out the best gear or you're useless. You're worthless. You're bad at this game. Get good, you get good, scrub. I'm like, I, you don't, I don't have to, I'm I, I'm doing something different. I, 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 I enjoyed this. So um, different strokes for different folks. But yeah, MMORPGs were a massive uh, trend in fad that took over and it's still, it's, it's the golden age of that has definitely waned, but it's still strong. It's still very strong. Yeah, so. I mean, it's good enough to where they made an episode on South Park and it's like one of the funniest episodes ever. So. There you go. I think Trey and Matt hated it, but it's like they're easily their most popular episode. Yeah, exactly. Cool. MMORPGs. Absolutely. I haven't really played them. I've played RPGs, but totally understand. And especially with the uh, like, yeah, like you were saying, Call of Duty Warzone and uh, hopefully we'll see what else comes up but PUBG and stuff like that yep you um, got it cool okay sweet then i will finish off uh with my final one so i live in seattle uh the pacific northwest as we all know is very uh has a lot of outdoors activities and it's a little overwhelming so I, i've met people who've just moved here who will make jokes about oh do i have to buy a subaru and start hiking now sure yeah that's funny and all um but there's truth behind it where hiking as i've seen has gotten so popular over the past like six or seven years. I understand hiking has been around for, you know, over 100 years, basically. But what I mean is the trails that I used to go to all the time on a Saturday morning wouldn't have as many people as they do in the past three or four years, which I'm sure the pandemic helped and just uh, how many people we've had move here. But I'm all for it. Uh, more people outside, more people taking on activities. Um, I love the the trendiness that is the Pacific Northwest and just doing activities. That's something I I, I, I really, really like. Um, that's something that has made me who I am today is moving to Seattle is is getting me outside and and saying yes to things. Uh, I'm not a climber, but if someone's like, hey, you want to go you want to go bouldering with me at my climbing gym? Sweet. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's try it. Holy crap. I like this. Not enough to buy a gym membership, but there are things I like. Um, I picked up a bike when I started riding a bike. I was like, man, I rode a bike when I was a kid. Yeah. I haven't ridden a bike in years. And then I was like, I really like cycling. And it became something that I was passionate about. So, yeah, um, I would say just embracing the the outdoor activities. Uh, it's become very trendy to be uh, to wear certain outdoor brands, Patagonia, North Face, oh, yeah. you know, Arcteryx. But but there's a reason. So, yeah, it's it's great. But embra that, embracing uh, the outdoor activities uh, with uh, with regards to that, the progressiveness of Seattle, you know, a lot of cities are more progressive slash whatever liberal. But 
when it comes to Seattle, it's a newer city on the scene. When you think about it, this is one of the last one of the last big cities to get built, as it were, out here in the Pacific Northwest. So it really is sort of progressive and trendy and what's new and, you know, uh, eyes towards the future. So uh, mm-hmm. embra- embracing the outdoor activities, you look around, I mean, whether you like water in the ocean or whether you like mountains and forests, I mean, pick your pick your poison, whatever you whatever your pleasure we can facilitate. We've got it all up here. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's what I have. Embracing those outdoor activities. All right. I love it. Cool. Good list. Well, yeah, that is all the time that we have today. So we'll run through those. Thomas, uh, for his trends, he's got podcasts, IPAs, fantasy football, cooking shows, and the fact that everyone learned a hobby during the pandemic. Uh, Eric has cutting the cord, flannels, chokers that really get him randy, mm-hmm. uh, bleached hair, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's uh, MMORPGs. Massive multiplayer online role-playing games. Is that what it there is? There you go. That's there it is. And then Zach has hard seltzers, stand-up paddle boards, slim fit clothing, Apple products, and embracing the outdoor activities. So cool. Well, thank you for t- tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PodcastsTop5, at ZachDale60, and at TomTop5. Oh, and then this new one that just changed is at Snack Burglar. That's Eric's. Yeah. Yep, yep, there yep. You, you can give us ideas. You can tell us if we're crazy or you can even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode and we know you must have, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, everyone. And remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. Keep calm and enjoy your life. That is the most trendy quote I can find. Wow. Good enough. Trendy. All right. See ya. (laughs) Later. (laughs) Bye.